Hello, everyone. I'm Alex, and I'm going to be natural. I am Dr. Dozier, and I am going to be super. Yeah. And I am Dr. O, and I'm going to be the junkie. He's Dr. Dennis, and he is a junkie. I am Dr. Kevin, and we are the, the Supernatural Junkies. Well done. Well done, boys. Welcome back to Supernatural Junkies for another episode. I'm Alex. I'm definitely here. And I'm also here with all the docs collectively. Who all are you guys? All the junkies. The right? super junkies. Dr. Junkies. Right. Who are the, who are the, the Dr. Dr. Junkies? Ninja Junkies. Uh, Dr. Dennis. Dr. Dozier. Yep. And we have Dr. Sword of Truth. <laughs> Ooh. Right. There we go. And you're Dr. Kevin. I'm Dr. Kevin. He always forgets who he is. I do because I have an identity crisis around my wife. Sure. Not, I don't know what I'm allowed to say. Oh my gosh! Yeah, oh. Uh, anybody that knows Kevin, nothing stops him. I mean, I, I mean, I'd have to say for me either, but definitely nothing stops him. Yeah, we're we're both very uh, opinionated that way. So I've never stopped you from saying anything. I might give you a stink eye for it, but I've never stopped you. That's right. She got her. <laughs> she got, got a good, new sign the other day. Got a good stink eye. Something about rolling the eyes. Oh yeah, it said, "Do I did I just roll my eyes out loud?" <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I used to get in so much trouble for that. Rolling yeah. my eyes, can't help it. It's I don't even know when I do it. Yeah, I didn't right. know it was my superpower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can get me to roll my eyes. He says. Anyway, guys, today we're going to be talking about the Sound of Freedom, the movie. If you guys haven't seen it, you should definitely see it. Big supporters of it. Um, for one, showing Hollywood that you're willing to put your money where your mouth is, letting them know that movies of substance and importance that cover real issues that we're willing to put our money behind and see, that is what those people understand, right? They understand the almighty dollar. So I think as Christians, it's really important. And that we don't need to see Fast and Furious 98 where they're racing walkers in wheelchairs. We don't care, okay? Oh, come on. I mean, I don't think I've seen Beyond Fast and Furious 2, and that was punishment enough. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think in my version of Hell, it's playing on a constant loop. And she actually likes The Rock, so you know when he joined it later, she still I, didn't join. No, you can't. You can't. I know Gail Rock. Gal Gadot, yep. right? She's in it. Even as, she well. joined it, and I, I, I think never was, watched it. Well, no. she got killed off, but yeah, yeah she was only in one. Yeah, so. I think I watched the first one. That was it. That was enough. It, more than enough, wasn't it? And that one wasn't bad, but I, yeah. So I think that was the one when uh, Vin Diesel had the uh, the uh, charger. Oh, yeah. I, well, I thought you were going to say that's when Vin Diesel had hair. <laughs> I've never seen <laughs> Vin long Diesel ago. In hair. I don't know <laughs> if it's ever happened. <laughs> anyway, so um, first, in talking about Sound of Freedom, what did you guys think of the movie? You all saw it, right? Oh, yes, we did. Yes, we did. And I can say yeah. to this that... You know, coming into this episode, we are probably the most amped up, and we're all like looking at each other, going, "Okay, who's ready to unload here?" But <laughs> I think you're going to see, you know, when you watch this movie, it's going to stir something inside you, and I think that that's the most important part. You well, know, it should right? It really should. You would hope. Yeah. I so, got a good verse that leads into that stirring, though. There, Doc. Yep. You didn't Go ahead, give me Doc. A segue. I know. I was going to segue <laughs> to his verse, but he stole my verse. It's like he, he's got like psychic powers. That's it. That's it. Well, maybe it's just the Holy Spirit was putting <laughs> this on our hearts. And it, yeah, and he quoted this verse. In the yes. Movie. Yes, he did. That was the most moving thing. Yeah. Matthew 18, verse 6. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were drowned in the depth of the sea. You know, and when he said that movie, I can't, I don't want to give too many things away, right? So we're not here to give all the Spoiler story alert. away. No. But 
when he quotes this verse, he quotes it to somebody just as he's about to arrest them, right? Because there's been a little trap, right? And you just get chills because you you realize that what's been motivating him to basically be undercover. I, I can't imagine how difficult it is to be undercover. There's a reason I'm not an undercover officer. <laughs> Being able to pretend that good and to see the darkness. And I think you can see the first part of the movie, it was the darkness of him being involved in trying to basically catch all of the people consuming this. But he wasn't actually affecting the traffickers and he wasn't saving any children, you see. And that was the darkness that he first went through. And it was that darkness that really, it's very difficult for me to believe how he did that. But I guess there's a backstory there, Alex. Right. So this is, it's based on, it. you know, some of it's been Hollywoodized, but it's a true story, right? This is based on former police officer Tim Ballard, who at that point in his career was working for Homeland Security, and he had arrested almost 300 um, pedophiles, Right, specifically, because he, I, I don't know when exactly he realized it was leading into child sex trafficking. But, yeah, at that point in his career, he was like, you know, um, he wanted to do more. He wanted Because he had seen so much of that dark side that he was like, you know what, this is just not enough. Um, because the children weren't being saved, right? And did, so, he, did he also do some undercover stuff before that or no? I mean, he might have, but they're not going to get into that part. I mean, he yeah. definitely... this. So when he decided to quit to get more involved, um, and that was 2013, he started something called Operation Underground Railroad, O-U-R. And um, it specifically ties to the people locked in the bondage of slavery from sex trafficking. And this, so this is Tim Ballard's story. I mean, the story that they're portraying in the movie, first of all, I want to say, if the reason you haven't seen the movie yet is because you are afraid that it's going to tug at your heart, it's a serious issue. Of course, it's going to tug at your heart. But I am usually a pretty soft touch, and I wasn't weeping, probably because I'm pretty familiar with Tim Ballard. I've been following him for a long time, ever since he has made this information public and been more open about himself in the last couple of years, probably since they made the movie, because he can no longer go undercover because people know who he is. Mm. But, um, but anyway, he has this this company that he has started to rescue children. And it's not just that. It's not just the rescuing arm. It's also providing support for these children because they need so much support and aftercare after they've been rescued because of the horrors that they've been subjected to, the tortures that they've been subjected to. So if you go into this movie thinking they're going to show these graphic scenes, they're really not. They, they're very, I have to say they were very protective of the children actors in this movie and they didn't expose them to anything so if there's going to be any scenes they just intimate at it and then they cut away to another scene so you're not going to see any of the graphic stuff they never put the children um in a disadvantaged position right so know that going into the movie that at least that part of it you're not going to see they don't talk about anything graphically um they will talk about you know somebody being sexually abused and, you know, at that point, you know, so they don't keep reiterating it. But if that's why you haven't seen the movie, you know, I would just say that you definitely can handle it and you should see it just for the support alone to, to let Hollywood know, like, we're going to support this kind of stuff. Because I know the people themselves, Tim Ballard and his family have received death threats, um, doxing, all sorts of crazy stuff since he came out with this information. I know that the people involved in the movie, Jim Caviezel himself, he's an A-list actor, I'll, I'll always think of him as Jesus from the Passion because that movie was just so amazing. It was but, traumatic for Alex to see the blonde hair. I know. I, I was really Jesus disturbed. with blonde hair. I was like, I can't. It's terrible. But, um, that was the most traumatic thing. It was for me. It was for me. I was like, I, I was can't joking. Look. That was a joke. Yeah. I know. Anyway. But the actor himself, who has been in Hollywood for a long time, obviously, he was dropped when he said he wanted to do this movie. His agent of 15 years and he had another agent of 17 years, they both dropped him. Mm. Yeah, and we'll we'll talk a little bit more why that would well, happen. We definitely want to come back to that, but yeah. I I would say this is what happened to our family. We had some people, uh, specifically my mom, you know, that was like, I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> she was a little. It's a it's a charged subject, and you know, to see the movie after you've heard all the hype and what everybody's saying, you really scratch your head and go, 
I, I don't even get it. I don't even get why people are saying anything that they're saying. Once you see the movie, you can see that this is pretty darn well done, you know, and it's not about what you think about and it's not a soapbox, you know, it's actually a story of what's happened. And there's really not a way, there's really just no way to argue because these are all facts of what's happening and they, they don't get on the soapbox, you know, but my mom was worried and, you know, it, it is a sensitive subject. It is, you know, we brought our tissues <laughs> when we went and uh, I only used it three times. So I was, you know, I don't, when we watch the passion for the Christ, I oh. mean, that is just, oh, forget about it. I, I yeah. mean, that's <laughs> a box of tissues there, but you know, they, they, they we took our kids. They did. They did yeah. yeah. How did, we how took did our they, kids. How did they oh, you know, the day after White was talking to me and he goes, he goes, it's important. He goes, I'm glad we saw the movie. He's like, because he goes, it's important to know that this is happening, you know? And I think that's the point. The point is that, um, with there being more people in the world, that are enslaved by human trafficking than ever before. Right. And how is it that 20, I think the number was, I was looking at it today, almost 24 million people mm. being trafficked um, for these purposes. Mm. Like some for, you know, illegal labor, right? But yeah. more than half of them for sex trafficking. And then of that number, 20% are children. But these numbers aren't necessarily accurate. That's just what they know about. Right. So I don't know that that's even an accurate number, but the fact that the United States is the largest consumer of the pornography and of the images that come out of this and trading it, it it's a huge business yeah. here in the United States. And so it's something that people don't want to know about. They don't want to talk about. They don't want to see. But we need to know. And our children were like, yeah, it was good to see that. I know <laughs> I know her youngest son. He had on my sweat jacket and he had it pulled all the way up to his nose watching. He was <laughs> pretty upset because he's a bit more sensitive to that stuff. But they, they both were glad that they saw it. Well, on that soapbox they did get on, you know, is is something we need to nail some of those details down. But Dr. Dozier, did you get your wife to go with you or? Well, actually, she got me to go. Uh-huh. Yeah, she got me to go. I um, had not really heard about the movie, to be honest with you. And she heard about it first, so we went to the movie. Uh, it really catches your attention from the beginning uh, to the end. And uh, there are those who who may say, well, you know, I really, I need to see something uplifting. I don't really need to see anything down. It gets me down. Uh, when you decide to not look at, and I'm not saying that you have to go to a movie, but this is a great movie. When you decide to uh, say, I'm just going to cut myself off from the things that are happening that seem to be bad, uh, then what you're doing is you are actually cutting off your sense of awareness or your ability to have a sense of awareness. Uh, the Spirit of God spoke to Paul and told him that in the last days, perilous times would come and perilous times speaks of hard times the times that are even hard to take and so there are going to be some things that are hard to take uh that you're going to uh have to face and i'd like to say it like this until we get away from and this is what we hear when we listen to television if you listen to networks you'll hear uh left or right or far left or far right we have to recognize that in the world right now, we have tear and wheat. We have, as believers, we have to start using biblical language. It's not a right that's righteous or a left that's righteous. It is a God, our God, that is righteous. That's right. And Amen. so what we have to do is look at things that do not line up with his word and his will. And when we see these things that are taking place, now we need to know who's doing these things because if we, if we do that, then we can definitely find ourselves lining up and supporting what we're supposed to be supporting. If we don't, we can find ourselves, uh, being undone. God said, uh, to Hosea, my people are destroyed due to a lack of knowledge. And it wasn't because there was no knowledge there, but because they rejected it, they spurned it, they despised it. So we can't despise being aware of the things that are transpiring today. And I just 
I just like to push that particular point. We have to look at good versus evil, righteousness versus wickedness, tear and wheat. Amen. Dr. Dennis, did you get your wife to go with you or? She got me to go. (laughs) She wanted to see it. She wanted to see it. So we went, um, like you guys, we we first tried to go and it was booked. uh, So I had to reserve it on the AMC app like a few days ahead. And it was, yeah, it was, it's a great movie. It was well done. It was, I didn't, I, I wasn't like overall shocked, you know, I, it wasn't like a, a shock value movie. It's like, oh, wow. You know, yeah. I was afraid I was going to, they were going to show scenes or stuff, but you know, I, I thought it was, it was very well done. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a subject that, uh, it really is being covered up. Like Alex said, there's millions and millions of, of, of these people that are being trafficked. You just look at our border. I was just watching, that's what I was looking up. I was watching, um, a video the other night about this guy uh, from this guy, Ben Burgum, that, uh, he, he basically has, uh, reports on the border. That's what he does. He's right. a Christian and so forth. And he said the amount of people coming through. Um, that are not related to the kids is incredible. And they're just trafficking these kids across the border. And before uh, the Trump administration had some stuff in place where they would separate the adults and the kids and uh, do DNA testing and so forth and see if there was a relation, the Biden administration has stopped that. Yeah, so, I wonder why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's it's really infuriating, number one, that that our government is not protecting us um, with an open border that's wide open and that how many criminals and, and other people are coming through. But the fact that this, this there's a huge uh, sex trafficking ring right there coming right through the border and there, and it's just, and then, well, that does come up in the movie. Yeah, and it's just crazy. It's it's crazy how it it, it it's just not not being stopped. I, mean, I had a, I had a cop in my office, and he was only there for three months, and he says they caught over a thousand, a thousand, and that's at just one locale of of sex traffickers. You think about all the people we're, you know, because when we watch television, we're told that these are oppressed people. We're America. We're so rich. We can just let anybody in, right? right. These are all oppressed people. And you're just not a good person if you don't want to let these people in because their life is so horrible. Meanwhile, we're letting them come through the border. And we have what what Alex, and we need to nail these numbers down, yeah. but... He does talk about how America can can at times be the number one destination. So right for well, and for sex trafficking, like when we talk about sex trafficking, tourism, yeah, believe it or not, that's what it's called. And um, a lot of the people are from the UK or America that are actually going into these places to do that to specifically go somewhere. You know, like in the movie, it does plainly show someone like going, like they send him to take advantage of a child like it's like ordering like in the beginning of the movie they show this one plot it's like a catalog they put together yeah it's like ordering like pizzagate right it's like ordering a pizza you you they show you these pictures which one do you want and then it's there waiting for you right to consume um but we we also want to get into why why this is being blocked or why the news is reporting what they are about the movie which is not true but i do have so um six million or more children are um, either sex trafficked, used for illegal labor, or organ harvesting. Yeah. See, that's, that's this the crazy. side of it that they, you know, they're not going into that part because uh, that's a that's not what this he does, right? That's not what this movie was about. But let's be clear: they are there are baby factories in some countries that are just producing babies so that people can take their organs. Like, uh, you know, this is something very dark and sick. But the other reason is like, why is the Biden administration changing that policy? Because we know that a a large majority of the children that are taken into that, right, to be sex trafficked are coming, like you said, from the borders, Um, entering illegally. They're being taken by um, what the column coyotes here, 
and then um, acting like they're their parents. They're not. They're not remotely related to them for the specific purpose of separating them from their family to sex traffic or for whatever well, means you, they want. Well, you got to think about it. They have to be trafficked. Because you ever look, you think about, you look at the distance, like they have to travel to get to the border. Oh, yeah, you did that on foot. Yeah, okay. Come on. Right, right. I mean, and there's, you and know, children. and you're not, you know, and come on. They're, they're, they are moving these people up through transportation yeah. means. And now, now they're just taking it right through our ports of entry. Right. Mm-hmm. right. You know, so it's not even, it, it's crazy. And it, it, it's just, an amount of evil that well, exists. It's and you just, think about, it's not just the trafficking. Remember remember 9-11? Mm-hmm. What was that? That was terrorists that infiltrated our country. And because of the freedom we have here, they were able to get what they needed to create the greatest catastrophe we've seen in our in our modern history. And now we've had an open border for multiple, multiple years. We know Chinese nationals, Russian nationals. We know all these other countries are coming in. How did these people get here? They're, well, they're coming from overseas. He talks about that, too. Right? He talks about so cells. So you can see these cell groups, you know, right. are certainly there. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of reasons why the border is exactly the issue. And, and of course, we've also mentioned how... You know, they're looking for the cause to destroy America, but they're also looking for the cause to basically insert us into the digital prison and insert the digital ID inside of us. And certainly terrorism, right, would be, well, we, we got to know who these terrorists are, right? So we, we have to know who you are and ID you. And so this is another way that if they use this chaos to, to justify this mandatory access. But well, again, you get back to the trafficking thing, right? And that's where you can see we're talking about wholesale slavery of right. the worst kind right. to children. Well, I'm glad you brought up 9-11 because this is something, and I don't know how many people realize this, but a lot of terrorist organizations and um, black military ops, a lot of the way they get their money to fund what they're doing is through human trafficking. Um, specifically the black military ops for the United States. But I, I was just listening to the Sean Ryan podcast. And um, if you guys don't know who he is, check him out. He's great. He's a former Navy SEAL. And he goes deep with these guys talking about what they saw, that there some of them just admitting this stuff for the first time. But there was a great talk with this guy who was... So there was a earthquake in 2012 in Malaysia... And a lot of times, you know, the military is brought in for humanitarian aid. Obviously, we know this. And they were they were taken out of the big city areas like Burma. And I forget what the other place was. But um, but they were dropped into the countryside um, to provide aid because they were doing drops there. And it was just six of them. And it was the Marines. These are the Marine guys. And they said they were there. He's like, you know, we, our military training, if you get dropped into a valley, the first thing you want to do is look for a higher ground so that you can see what's coming at you. We don't know. We're in the middle of the jungle. He's like, so we get dropped in. He's like, then we find the higher ground. He goes, but we can see a valley off in the clearing. They see a black ops group. They don't know who they are, but he's like, they're all wearing black. He's like, and when they spoke to them, they were American and they're loading things onto uh, some type of um, craft they haven't seen before, but they're loading people. And um, he said he came to find out later. This is like the first time he's spoken about it in 14 years, um, that a lot of times those groups come in and during a crisis and pick up the people to traffic them because that's when they're most in need, right? Most vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. and he said there was four Connex trailers that they wow. loaded with people to do that too. He's like, and they, he's like, you know, the, the uniforms they're wearing, they're clearly wearing uniforms, but they're not marked, so nobody knows who they're associated with. Wow. But you come to find out that those type of corporations, they're number one making money, Human trafficking is number one. This is how they're ranked as well. Drugs and then money laundering. Mm-hmm. Right? So what what is the purpose for Biden not looking for pedophiles? I mean, other than he's one himself and his son, right? But specifically him. Like, what would be the purpose of not trying to DNA match these people, right, to, their, to the children they're supposedly with? Well, and why is Hollywood blocking this movie or the, all the media is saying... Well, that's the thing. The when, you, when you watch this movie, Dr. Dozier, I mean, you think about all the controversy it has. And you, you watch the movie and you think to yourself, 
Why? Why would this be controversial in any way, shape, or form? Okay, let's, let's put a number of things together, and I'll come right to that. The drug dealer. In order to traffic drugs, they'll need a customer. Mm-hmm. We'll have what you call the casual drug user, as they give them the name. Uh, the pottier, and then you have the addict. This in itself is going to bring in an exorbitant amount of money. Now, if you if you go at the head, if you if you take the head off, then there are no drugs for the user. If you just go at the user, okay, the head will get more clients. But now here's the thing. Anytime you try to cut this off, as far as the head is concerned, you are cutting off their revenue. The love of money Mm. is the root of all evil. You are cutting off their revenue. And so we had a president a couple terms ago who said that uh, drug dealing is not a violent crime. That is not true. There's territories, mm. and many people have died. Many people have been killed. You can owe the you can owe the dealer, and if you cannot pay the dealer, he can't be soft. Mm-mm. So he has to show you there's a price to pay, and that price could be your life. Now, I want to go from that to trafficking. Uh, one of the things that Timothy brings out was the purpose of the law being written, and then he brings out for uh, uh, man man stealers. And this actually refers to those who would take free people and bring them into slavery. Mm. Okay. And this is what we see happening with children. Now, if you have slaves, okay, what has to happen here? If, you, if you're going to be a trafficker of slaves, sex slaves, you need a client. Mm-hmm. The client that you need, simply put in here, is always going to be a pervert. Regardless, it is a pervert. Mm -hmm. And so the perverts are the clients and the perverts bring in a lot of money. Mm. When you get to the one who wants children now, not only are they a pervert, they are a very vile and reprobate pervert. Mm -hmm. Okay. And and so you're going to protect. I, I, I love to say this and this is true. Criminals do not like law enforcement. Mm. Criminals do not like police. Criminals do not like judges. Criminals do not like law enforcement. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now what do you have to do? You have to demonize all law enforcement Mm -hmm. uh, or you buy off law enforcement so that you can operate in, in your crimes. Now, so I'm taking that straight to this. So that I don't lose anybody. I'm taking that straight to this child, this child sex trafficking. There has to be people. There have to be clients who have a lot of money mm-hmm. and a lot of influence yeah. that are keeping this thing going. Because if it were not, it could be shut down just like that. Mm-hmm. But there's so much. There are so many perverts. There's so business. many. There are so many big money. Big business, and I, I want—I would venture to say, most likely political perverts. Until you allow these things to happen, how can you, how can you see something like this come out in a movie, and be negative about it? When at the end they'll show you some actual footage of this man before Congress, mm-hmm. and then even some pictures of that bust that takes place on the island. Not trying to give it away. But how can you come back and say something? I don't care if it's five kids, 50 kids. How can you say this is minor and not as big? $150 billion a year is not minor. And how can you push it to every other country except the United States of America? Why would you want to push it from the United States of America when you know the United States of America is probably the biggest dealer in this particular stuff? Yeah, yeah. Why would you want to push it away? So the answers to the questions are there. The answers are there. The problem is some of the people who know the answer are also the problem. Well, it's just, it just, you can't miss this after you hear all this hype and then you go and watch the movie and you think to yourself, what person on this planet would have a problem with this movie? 
because this movie isn't about Tim Ballard. It isn't about it's about a rescue of two children. Right. And it is about an issue. And like I said, they just didn't get on the soapbox. And so you you just you just have to wonder, you know, it's kind of like when you approach your child about something and they way overreact. Now, what do you know? You know, that something is going on that you don't know what's going on. Well, what yeah. is it, right, either they overreact or they're super quiet. Right. Because, you know, you know, if we can't hear something, something's going on. Right. So it's the same thing. Let's shh, shh. I mean, honestly, this is not something people talk about. It's what we're keeping on the down low. It's the thing we're keeping on the quiet. Right. But then to say that America is the biggest producer of child rape material that they are spreading on the Internet and that people are paying for. Right. To see these images. But the United States is the biggest consumer of and the biggest maker of. And how do we not know this? Right. There's there's a certain sort of quietness that comes with this mm. that they're keeping like that on purpose. I just I just mm. know what the thing is. You sit here and we you know, just talking about this and you just shake your head. And you're like, Makes you but, but but remember, we said a couple of podcasts ago when we talk about the trans stuff, how, you know. We hate our children, mm. you know, not. Yeah, yeah I know we specifically, but the we fact don't. that. <laughs> But, you know, how many have we murdered in the womb? How many of these now they're right. trying to, to mutilate outside the womb? Right. And then there's trafficking these kids for sex. Just the fact that you're, uh, what type of mind, how debased is your mind that you want to have sex with a little child? Uh, 100%. I, I mean, I yeah. mean, it makes me want to throw up in my mouth. And and I and, and then I didn't get rage inside that i just want to kick this person's butt i know right but think, you know, think about I, this hollywood right has been not pushing this movie they've been purposely reporting erroneous reports trying to tie QAnon with this movie when jim caviezel and tim ballard have nothing to do with QAnon. right right to saying that jim caviezel has spoken at QAnon events no he hasn't he's spoken at christian events that's not a QAnon event i it's the wanting to tie these two things together you know, is this constant um putting out this information trying to hurt this movie but what he did tie but, into is that there is something called adrenochrome there is something about you know a trafficking children not just for sex but also for body parts for their blood and these other things and we'll talk about that in another episode another, yeah we don't get into but that he he episode. he says that that is real and right. he says that he's witnessed yeah. it and of course adrenochrome is a real thing right no we're so, gonna yeah we will so we'll, we'll go there that, but yeah. that's why they they want to smear that particular part of the narrative that that is another reason that children are being trafficked or controlled and really being farmed and harvested, right? The the major problem here is, and I, I, I keep saying this, I'm going to keep saying this, for the believer, we, we've got to get away from, we've got to get away from left, right, right, left. I believe that's where we fell way behind. Yes. Okay, I really do. I believe we fell way behind looking for a particular party or a particular group of people to rescue us instead of saying, Come, Lord. So what yeah. I want to do, if I might, is I want to say something about the soul. Because this is the problem, the human soul. Now, when it comes to, and I do this when I'm, when I'm counseling my, my students, counseling, I bring this out. And I have a series of rectangles that I'll draw. Okay, and I'll, I'll tell them, okay, you're, you're a bunch of rectangles. Okay, just to get a little laugh. Wait, is but, Dennis a square? But oh, he, he, would, he would fit in a rectangle. <laughs> but, but in each one of these, it begins with a mental structure. And in your mental structure, there is both uh, an environmental structure and a cognitive structure. The environmental structure would have to do with the people that you're around, the people that you associate with, your family. That's an environmental structure. Those who are in the body of Christ, church, that's the greatest environment, the greatest environmental structure you can be around your family and the church. And then your, your peer groups, your work, people you work with, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, even us sitting here, this is like an environmental structure, okay? People can be, as you would say, they can be influenced by an environmental structure, 
mm-hmm. be it good or bad. Mm-hmm. And then there's your cognitive structure. And in there, there are a number of things, including your values, your beliefs, uh, how you how you see yourself, how you see the world, how things play out, the scripts that you use to play certain things out, uh, your cope, your coping abilities and all of those things. Now, from your mental structure comes thoughts and thoughts do not come independently of something happening. What happens, they're known as environmental cues or events. In other words, these cues trigger thought. But these environmental cues and events also have a spiritual entity Mm. okay that influence it either good or evil god Mm. or the devil there are two councils in this world a council of god and a council of satan okay now from your from your thoughts comes your actions from your thoughts comes your actions and from your actions there's a result or a consequence Mm -hmm. what we are seeing when we see these things we're seeing people with a depraved soul which means their mental structure is, is, is really an immoral structure. Uh, the things they value are not the things of God. When their thoughts come up, these thoughts are demonic. The actions that take place, these actions are deplorable actions. Mm-hmm. And the results, they damage other people's lives and not realize also that they're also setting up their own destruction. And the only way to change that is to have the mental structure changed. And that's by renewing of the mind. And that's going to come from receiving Christ as the Lord and Savior. But this is what's happening. There's right. mental structure. I won't go through all those again. But those right. particular things, and it plays through there. And that has to do with the soul, the yeah. soul of the person. That's where, you're, that's where your seat of emotions, your thoughts, your, the things that you crave, the things that you long for. And so we're seeing a bunch of perverted souls that are causing this thing to happen, whether rich, poor, or whatever. It's a bunch of perverted souls. Wow, you can hit it, the nail on the yeah. head there, Doc. The I mean, it's interesting. Mind. Yeah, it definitely. That's like I was saying before about the mind. These people are debased. And and a couple of interesting things. When you say about the left-right paradigm, yeah, that that is just there to divide us. That's right. all that is. Um, and there's only one party in Washington, and they're not for you. Right. Um, the, the other thing is, is that like, like you said, to not look for, to, for a savior from or political savior, isn't that what Israel did? They were looking for a political savior for, you know, they wanted a king or someone to lead them. And, um, when we have the ability to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and be part of his body. And as Christians, we really need to take a step back and we need to have some introspection there and say, what is our response to this? We can get involved and get disgusted by, by the, the, what we see the flesh do, right? Like you just talked about. But this is a spiritual battle. This is good versus evil. And... It, these people who are involved in this type of behavior are severely deceived by by the devil and uh, being led by their noses, you know, by him. Where we who have the spirit of God, we need to stand up and be that salt and that light and, and do what we're doing, talk about this and expose this stuff. Well, I think, you know... When, when Dr. Dozier is talking here, what, what wells up inside of me is that we're talking about Christians are only talking about love. We only talk about love. We never talk about righteous indignation. Mm-hmm. And the bottom line is, is that our leader, Jesus Christ, was killed mm-hmm. for what he said mm-hmm. and what he did. And we also have to remember that Jesus made a whip and there that could take anywhere between one to two to three days and that shows an extreme amount of premeditation on his part because there was wickedness that had crept into his father's house mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying and so we we're, we're we're supposed to just love everybody and that is true but the lord loves him whom he disciplines and see that is why they killed him okay because they saw him as that threat and and there is nothing 
that is threatening about the Christian church here in America. They're not afraid of us. And they, you look at this movie and you think to yourself, if you can't say that this is a good movie showing real true people about something that actually happened, that brings out a really important thing that's truly an evil, an unspeakable evil that's happening. And we, America, supposed to be the land of the free, we can't go one TV show without them talking about the evils of slavery. Mm. And here we have slavery happening around the world. No. More slaves now than ever. little children. They're not being made to work in fields, although some of them are. No, they're being asked to turn tricks five times a day. Right. You see? If not more. That's what we're talking about. So all of this talk about slavery is nothing. There's nothing real about that. It's empty. It's all empty, and we need to turn our eyes. And so this is why I feel like this is the last. Is this story enough to wake up the heart of America, right? Is this something that will say, you know, we're going to call evil evil, and we're going to stand up and we're going to say, this is not going to happen on our watch. You know, we were talking, uh, I got to go to one of the United Pastors meetings, and they were talking about slogans, and I said, you know, our slogan ought to be, when you're tired of waiting for somebody else to do something, join United Pastors of America. Because that is, we're all waiting for somebody else. Or we've bought into this fatalism that these are, this was all prophesied to happen. And this is virtually, I mean, I love Bible prophecy. I listen to all these guys, but I am not a fatalist. Now you're going to open up that can of worms. You see what I'm saying? I did. I just opened it up. Well, you can see all these reasons why the church is that we don't need to do anything. Yes. This was inevitable. We can't stop this. Well, we're supposed to love, right? We're called Psalm 45, 7. Love what the Lord loves, hate what he hates, right? Um, <clears throat> ESV, you have loved righteousness and hated wickedness. Therefore, God, your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness beyond your companions. But it, let's not forget, we're supposed to hate the things that he hates. This is something he would hate. The fear of God is to hate the, evil. That's right. And we should hate this. This should well something up inside you. The Bible's not meant to be a sweet lullaby for believers to like give you this peaceful rest and sleep. That's not what that's about, right? It, look, spoiler alert, we know the ending, right? But that doesn't mean that until that time happens, we just sit there quietly on our hands and just love people. But Alex, I'm not going to be here. I don't care. <laughs> oh, that. <sighs> <laughs> oh man, he just saw me. Like my, I, I yeah, hope yeah, you guys yeah. heard my eyes roll because yeah, yeah, they're so f- far back in my head. I think Kevin's going to have to slap them back into place. Like, uh, well, if you go back to that First Corinthians passage, we're talking about First Corinthians 13 talks about these incredible things that love is patient, love is kind. And then it gets to the sixth verse. It says, love does not delight in truth. In other words, it is upset. No, it, mm-hmm. it does right? delight in truth. Right? It, it does not delight in evil, I'm sorry. Oh. But it rejoices <laughs> in the truth. Right. Now, how in the world can love be upset about evil if it doesn't know about evil? How can love rejoice if it doesn't know the truth or what's happening in this battle between evil and truth. See, love is patient and love is kind, but love is aware of the battle between evil and truth. And it says that love is sad. It is upset, the opposite of delight. That's how we should be feeling when we see these things happening. And then we rejoice. Why did we rejoice at the end of that movie? Why did you send? Well, some of those tears I shed were actually gladness. Yeah. yeah. Because I saw people rescued. That movie was called The Sound of Freedom. You're going to hear an actual sound in that movie. Yeah, that's cool. That is equated spoiler alert to to freedom <laughs> he is and i i know i'm not so, not a that's he, not a spoiler he cannot but be a movie critic <laughs> right, right? <laughs> but you will i thought oh the sound of freedom that's just a paraphrase yeah. but no, no it's yeah. a real sound yeah, cool. and that's what blew me away and yeah. you and i hope you're blown away uh, i would like to jump on that uh love because it is it's it's becoming sickening and people say, oh love is sickening no this 
this narrow-minded view that people have when it comes to love. This love that that we hear people talking about, it is so narrow-minded until things keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse in the name of love. Do we say we now love child trafficking? Uh, I believe we have to look at the word of God in, 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 in context. Uh, in, 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 in John's epistle, he writes, love not the world, neither the things of the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Mm-hmm. And it's the same word that you see when it says, for God so love, uh, agapeo. And it speaks of that which you are contented with. Are you contented with these things? It speaks of that which you have affection for. Do you have affection for these things? Mm-hmm. It speaks of that which you are fond of. Are you fond of these things? Mm-hmm. And I would say the true believer, each answer, the answer to each of those questions would be, no, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not. And then we go to Jesus' words right here. When he, was, when he uh, spoke to the messenger of the church, the church of Revelation, the church of uh, 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 Laodicea, At the end of that message, he says, as many as I love, I rebuke. And that word rebuke there is saying that he censors you. He shows you your fault. Mm -hmm. The Lord is a fault finder. He will show you a fault, Mm -hmm. but he's doing it because of his love. So that you don't have to experience uh, his indignation, his righteous indignation. As many as I love, I rebuke and I chasten and chasten there is and I discipline you and I teach you. And he says, so be zealous therefore and repent. And whenever you repent, there's a change of mind and there's a change of course. Mm. So if we're going to do this, we have to look at the word the way that it should be. And the reason I'm bringing this out is because it was just shocking to me and it shouldn't, I guess it shouldn't be shocking to me when you have what you have out there that someone could find something negative. Yes, the things that happen are negative, but someone could find something negative per se uh, in a way to put this movie down uh, from this particular movie. Someone could talk about the number of people, the number of this. or how, it, It's just crazy. This thing had to be mm-hmm. bought from from another studio at the sitting, let me just say, sitting in its basement, and that's a little hyperbole there, for about five years. It had to be right. bought to be it had to be bought from them in order to bring it out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they produced it and then they buried it. Yeah, so it was in holding for five years. It just sat what is that? Oh, that was me. I hit the key with my <laughs> my phone. Sorry. Hello. Hello, <laughs> Alex. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> Just barely. Sorry. <laughs> um, but that movie's been sitting for five years, waiting for a studio to pick it up. I know. And no one would. Right. Mm. Netflix turned it down. Amazon Prime turned it down. Everyone turned it down. Angel Studios saw it and they got excited about it and decided let's let's put this out. Um, Which I'm surprised about because what was that movie years ago? It was uh, Taken. Remember that movie? And that that, that was about this. I mean, they were taking uh, girls and prostituting them. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. With Uh, uh, Liam Liam, Nielsen. Yeah, and every movie he's done since then is a version of Taken. (laughs) It really is. He just (laughs) loves to kick some butt. uh, Right? He just gets real angry. Like that, the great, don't watch that movie. It's horrible. It's Taken, but with wolves. (laughs) Yeah. They're taking wolves down for oh, trafficking. Right? <laughs> trafficking other wolves. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so, and Jim Caviezel actually mentions that in an interview that he loved that movie. Mm. And he read the script for this and felt like, wow, this is like that, you know, but <clears throat> even bigger. So, and that's why he wanted to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, he's paid the price for this because there are people that don't want this information out. <clears throat> I, just to bring it back to what we're talking about, so that you guys have some numbers to put behind this. You can find this anywhere on the internet. Um, so since this administration has taken over, they have lost track of 85,000 minors that have gone through the southern border. There's How, how do you lose, in, in just the last few years, 85,000 children? But meanwhile... Where the, are they? Meanwhile, they were previewing, accusing the previous administration of having people in cages and things and... You know, now we have so all these other things and no coverage at all. No, you know? I, I mean, this until we did research for this podcast, I didn't know. I mean, there's 85,000 children missing. Where do you guys think they are? Mm. Quite honestly. Well, don't worry, Alex. Everybody's going to be chipped. We'll find them. <laughs> well, that's that's where they're going next. But yeah, you right. just, you could start to see here that the border itself is how they're making America the number one destination 
for this. You yeah. see, it's also a psyop to get rid of this. And and this is what we're getting back to that you are dealing with absolute evil. What is it that's going to make you? You don't have to pick up a whip, but you can fashion something, right? That God will call you well up inside of you. There were two points in that movie that were so impactful. Uh, one was somebody else that's not even the main character. And uh, the main character ends up asking him, why are you doing this? Right? And then he basically gives this answer that, again, not trying to spoil, but he just comes right out and says, and he goes through exactly how much he was into all of this stuff that was happening and how he was about to, to end his life. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know when God tells you something. Mm. And I pray that this podcast, this movie, will be something that God tells you to do something. Sure. What? I, I know somebody, I'm sorry, that Go saw ahead. this movie, and she mentioned um, that at the end of the movie, she was like, but now what? Um, and she was like, but I don't like that it didn't give us a solution. Because it, the onus is on you. Because, mm. uh, you know... Once you see this kind of stuff, and this is what I hope this podcast does for you. I hope that you hear the God in what we're talking about, but I also hope you hear that we want you to look deeper into these things. Um, That's your responsibility. We can help provide some information, but in the end, you have to be motivated to take some action yourself. There's a ton of ways to find resources uh, and how you can help. You can look up Tim Ballard's organization, OUR. Operation Underground Railroad. There's a ton of them. If you just type it in, sex trafficking or child sex trafficking resources, um, and check those companies out. I mean, I'll, we'll try and put a few links into ones, but I'll have to look into them further and do some more research to make sure that they are godly. But um, we have uh, Kevin, my husband, is on the board for Soil Ministries, serving others in love. And there is something called the Shalom Home that we have out there. And what that does is it provides a safe home for women and girls who are at high risk for being sex trafficked or who have been sex trafficked because they require resources and help to get back on their feet and to get them. I mean, can you imagine going through that? What you... (laughs) It's so many mind games and um, they need a lot of help to get back on their feet and understand that this world is not just going to use them up. So anyway, there are things to do um, that support these things. And I'm not saying that you have to support soil ministries, but there are ways, right? And if you're interested in that, you can always reach out to the podcast, Supernatural Junkies um, at gmail.com. Anyway, sorry, Dr. Dennis. No, 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 no. It's good. It was a good rant. I liked it. You did a good job there. Um, I was just going to say the first thing we all can do is put our hands together or raise them, raise them up to the Lord and, and pray. We need to. Amen. We really need an infusion of the Spirit into the body of Christ, and we need, um, we need to have his leadership on how we are to go forward and try to uh, push back on some of this stuff. Yeah. And I would like to say, uh, because I don't want anyone to be uh, misled when I mention left, right, left, right, and I make no apologies for that. Uh, We have allowed, as you would say, an establishment to say, here, you have this and you have this. Uh, You choose from what what we have placed before you. Romans 13 tells us that the powers that be are ordained of God. And that's not an excuse for you to be irresponsible with your leadership and say, well, whoever is there, God put it there. No, it's and he established leadership. He established uh, uh, whether you have kings or, or presidents or whatever. He established that there would be a government, uh, a, a human government in the earth But if you look in the word, you'll see that he intended for that human government to line up with him. Now, here's what I'm saying right now. We have to be responsible with whomever we place in power. And and you you know right now, this is not an election season, so I'm not not, uh, petitioning for your, your vote. But what I'm saying is we need to understand that these things have consequences. And this is why you should pay attention to what's happening in the world today, regardless of what people say when they're going around campaigning. 
look at what they are establishing when they are in power. Look at what they do and what they do not do. Listen to what they say and what they do not say. And as a believer, you should be able to discern whether this is something that's of God or it's not of God. It's not about whether you don't, you don't like every believer, but in Christ, you're supposed to love them. And this is not about whether you like a person or not, but it's about whether what they are saying or what they are propagating, whether it lines up anywhere with the will of God. And when you see something that's diametrically opposed to the will of God, as a believer, you are responsible uh, for, you're responsible to do everything you can within your power, within law, to see that that is not in power. Because when it is in power, it is just that. You have empowered it to do whatever it desires to do. And a lot of things are being empowered because of our lack of attention mm -hmm. in areas. We cannot give our loyalty to any entity other than that of God. And if we give our loyalty to God's entity, then uh, the entity of God, to God himself, then we'll be able to see what resembles him and what does not resemble him as far as how our nation runs. That's right. And you know what? Christians have to just stand for the truth. We don't have to stand for a party. This is bipartisan. We should have every single kind of person in America that should be willing to look at this issue because everybody believes slavery is wrong. The Bible teaches it's a sin. You know, this is real for us. And I'm going to tell you a little quick story. So we had a house I thought about buying it several times right next door to us. And it's a very nice house. And um, so finally some people bought it, but it was probably vacant. I'm going to say eight years plus or minus two. And uh, so then finally some people bought it and uh, the, the guy was coming in to finish it. And, you know, one day we were, you know, my kids, we ride around the neighborhood. And one day we went there and I could see that the window was wide open. It was and it was raining all the time in the summer. And so I thought, well, I'm just going to go up there and at least shut that window. Right. Well, turns out the door was open. So then so I went in there. I was like, wow, it's a big house, huge house, really, really high ceilings. And then you go to the kind of guess the one side of the house and you go upstairs. And we went up there and I thought. What in the world is going on here? There are Big all house. these yeah. small rooms. I mean, like Tiny. just over a size of a twin bed, right? And so this was impactful for me because I'm like, I love to build things, right? And so one day when this builder was there, it was picking up, the, you know, taking the house on. I went over there and asked him, I said, yeah, what's up with all those little rooms up there? And he's when he said that this guy was a human trafficker. Oh, oh my it. gosh. Yep. And I'm not kidding you. Right we down just the road about from you? no, he's no, right. next door. Yeah. Would really? have been yep. next, door next door to neighbor. us. Yeah. So folks, this is real. He got busted and for he drugs had or something multiple in um, Egypt, what? I think, or yeah, or Cuba someplace doing that and then they found out that he was also a sex trafficker. Oh gosh. Yeah. And now here's another thing. Let's be honest. We need to take some action. And, you know, just, just give you an example. In California, they just recently voted oh, yeah, we that, have that. that sex trafficking children... Is legal now? No, no. It's not a felony. It is a, a misdemeanor. misdemeanor. Oh, really? And I can guarantee you that if you took all the politicians... And remember, these kids were kidnapped. If you kidnapped them and put them into some kind of sex slavery right? They would be going forward with the death penalty. Mm -hmm. That's what they would want. But here we are doing this to little children and legislators in California, okay, they blocked a bill that could have sent them, okay? And this is, if this isn't a felony, I, honestly, how can this movie not bring attention to the most vile thing. Well, that's why they don't want it. You yeah. talk about Jesus right? intentionally yeah. making a whip. Mm -hmm. These people intentionally kidnap children. You, This movie brings out the things that they say to these little children yeah. to manipulate them and control them and abuse them, mm -hmm. and it breaks your heart. That part they it, bring well, out. Well, it's different. In a, so we'll get into that into the next one because we're running right at 
an hour here. Well, the last thing I want to say, though, is that when you look at the situation, okay, we have got to become louder, right? right. We have to make some kind of push here. We need to be joining what's mm-hmm. already happened. So there's a, a good book, and of course, a lot of Christians are aware of this. It's basically called, you know, Experiencing God. And in that book, he talks about something that the way you can experience God is to join God in what he is already doing. I'm telling you, we're going to bring it out in some other shows, but there are plenty of places mm-hmm. that you can join. There are plenty of groups that are trying to be children and, and, and child advocates around the world. My sister's a guardian ad litem. There's mm-hmm. so many ways that you can get involved here. Yep. And the question is, is this what God is telling you? Right. This is that moment where what is going to wake up inside of you has to be something powerful because we have a powerful eagle and they, the, the media, the whole industry is going along with this. Right. And we'll see some of the reasons why as some of the other, the bottom line is there's a lot of stuff happening and, and a lot of corruption and who's really behind this coming out. And you'll see it goes back to the World Economic Forum. It goes back to what's happening. Even the United Nations has new new details about what they think children should be taught in elementary school. I think that's a perfect place to pick up on our next episode. We want to thank you guys for joining us today. We know it's heavy, um, but we're going to have Dr. D. Preyas out, please. Father, we thank you today for, once again, your grace and mercy, and we thank you, Lord God, for hearing the voices of your people. Lord, uh, we're crying out to you now. Save, Lord. We're crying Mm. out to you now. Rescue, Lord. We're crying out to you now. Deliver, Lord. We're crying out to you now, Lord God, and even as your people open up their Mm. hearts, give your people understanding of the day in which we live. Mm. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that we that Jesus. we will renew our minds to love what you love mm. and to hate what you hate. Mm. And I thank you, God, in the name of Jesus that you already have the victory. You know, Lord God, your eyes go to and fro throughout the whole earth. You know whose hearts are perfect towards you. You know mm. who is, you, you know, Lord God, who's standing against you. So we thank you, Lord God that you are the victor. We thank you, Lord God, that you are the judge. And we pray for those children. We pray that you would comfort all that are mourning at this time, Lord. Mm. Those who are now held against their will, we pray in the name of Mm. Jesus that by your miraculous power that you would lead even more to to rescue them, Lord. And I pray, God, that the hearts of people will be melted, that Mm. they would no longer have this heart of stone, but they will have a heart of flesh, Lord God. It could be their children. It could be our children, Lord. Let us look at it from that aspect, Lord, Mm. and and, and then we'll have a heart. We'll have such a burning desire to see this entire thing change. And I pray that the nations where these things are taking place, I pray, God, that they will stand firm and strong against these things in the name of Jesus. And we do give you honor, glory, and praise in your mighty name. Amen. 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 Thank you all. Hey, this is Dr. Kevin again, talking to you about Pro Tandem, and it's why we've changed many things in our office to revolve around an anti-aging program. Not only did it help me boost my thyroid, which is really kind of an untreatable thing when it comes to nutritional, but we also saw my testosterone go up. We also saw my cholesterol go down, and of course, my blood pressure go down. We've seen remarkable things happen in multiple people. This is because there is more science behind Pro Tandem than almost any product on the market. The biggest thing oxidative stress just like the silver in your house tarnishes so does every single cell in your body but when you take pro tandem you can reverse that process not by taking more antioxidants but by making more antioxidants and of course we're talking about the super antioxidant glutathione Not only does glutathione function as an antioxidant, but it also functions as an anti-inflammatory. And this can help with a lot of autoimmune disorders. So go to the supernaturaljunkies.lifevantage.com, the Tri-Synergizer under anti-aging products. (laughs) 